0: All right. Well, good afternoon to everyone. I think this is a historic moment that here we are on the Senate side of the Capitol and you have a House member uh, opening up the press conference. You know, have times changed? You know, (laughs) anyway. uh, But wonderful to be here with my uh, just stalwart, indefatigable colleagues on this issue. Um, uh, Let me just say that yesterday, for, for me very personally, yesterday was one of the saddest and frustrating days in my time in the Congress. To learn that the United States had the largest increase in child poverty, the child poverty rate on record, following a year of record-breaking poverty reduction, I have to tell you that it's very, very painful, very painful. And I'm so proud to be here with my fellow members of the CTC 6. Uh, Representative Susan Benny, Senator Sherrod Brown, Senator Michael Bennett, Senator Cory Booker, and we're missing Congressman Richie Torres today. He would have been with us, but he's home with COVID, and we all wish him a speedy recovery. We are here today because the expanded monthly child tax credit worked. Simple as that. It cut child poverty to the lowest record recorded level. The child tax credit gave families breathing room, peace of mind to ensure that their rent, their mortgage was paid, food was put on the table. And if their child needed new clothes or school supplies, they could afford it. They could afford childcare so that, yes, they might be able to go to work. Many families had economic security, and welcome to Senator Booker here today. I'm so happy to welcome a senator to their own chamber here. But, you know, and the reality is many families had economic security for the very, very first time. So it's disappointing that we need to continue to push back against blatant falsehoods about the child tax credit. You're going to have to take it from us. Scholars have documented in report after report that the monthly child tax credit did not have a major impact on the employment of parents, grandparents, or other caregivers who receive the benefit. Frankly, insulting to families to suggest parents are going to quit their jobs for $3,000 or for $3,600 a year. They are not, and the data is there to back it up. In fact, every dollar spent on the child tax credit produced $8 in economic and social benefits. This is a policy that will pay for itself. And further leading economists found the improved child tax credit was the antidote for inflation, especially for those families of the nearly 5 million children in poverty. It is shameful that the most successful modern policy to help children and their families expired. Instead, congressional Republicans are obsessed with providing corporations and the wealthiest Americans who do not pay their fair share of taxes with even more tax cuts, all while nearly 5 million children are back in poverty as a result of their complete indifference to their constituents. To be clear, we passed the expanded child tax credit because the evidence said that it would work. And it did, leading to the largest one-year drop in child poverty on record. And then it went away, and we saw the largest increase in child poverty on record. Child poverty more than doubled from 5.2% to 12.4%, and we cannot let that stand. We will not rest until we make this expanded child tax credit permanent. We need to pass the American Family Act. And I and I know we all do call on our colleagues on the other side of the aisle to work with us. We have the solution to prevent child poverty. Let's implement it. Our children deserve nothing less. So it is a great pleasure for me to introduce Senator Michael Bennett, a fierce Fearless leader and a partner in the Senate side, longtime ally in this effort, and who was a fighter and continues to be a fighter for children. And he was that fighter while uh, before he came to the Congress. And I'm proud to say that he educated at Wesleyan University. Oh. Where well, are
1: you?
2: Thank you, Rosa. Thank you. And you can always go first over here. I think I I speak for the senators here. When I say that, we would certainly never stand in your way. So (laughs) thanks for being here, Rosa. And thank you to my colleagues for being here as well. I think, you know, this is such a bittersweet occasion in a way. It's, It's obviously deeply discouraging because we've now seen the largest increase in childhood poverty that we've ever seen in this country, the richest country in the world. On the other hand, we know that it's on the uh, backdrop of um, the promises that we made about this policy actually being fulfilled. And we know that the policy worked the way we said it was going to work. There were a lot of doubters about that when we passed this bill to begin with. Now we know that's not true. You know, 30 million children benefited from this. We cut childhood poverty in the United States of America in half. Ninety percent of the kids in Colorado and across the country benefited from this. I met family after family after family who were struggling in Colorado with an economy that for 50 years had worked really well for the people at the very top and not so well for everybody else. Finally having breathing room to be able to buy a little extra food or pay the rent or buy some for, for the first time new school clothes you know without breaking the budget that's how families spent the money and we now know that families spent the money on their kids that's not a surprise to anybody standing up here who has has spent time with people who work for a living in this country but that is that is how they spent the money and the the money was a wise investment for our country is um, as Rosa said, you know the studies from Columbia and other places say this money would spend pay back eight times because we were actually mitigating uh, the effects of childhood poverty uh, rather than dealing with its costs, and um, and that's another reason we should do it. Before we passed this bill, there were people who said, we won't even be able to get the monthly checks out. The IRS somehow can't do that. And actually, it turned out they did an amazing job with that, and we were able to get the money out, as we had promised, in a way that was most useful to families. Um, I've been here on Christmas Eve and on New Year's Eve when tax cuts for the biggest corporations in America were expiring. I've been here when tax cuts for the wealthiest Americans were expiring, and I've seen the Senate stay here till 2 o'clock in the morning to make sure those tax cuts were extended. In this case, we turned our back on America's children. For once, we treated America's children like they were our children, not someone else's children in the richest country in the world. And we cut childhood poverty in half. But in the end, we turned our backs on them. And I, I believe the group up here will certainly continue to fight to end childhood poverty in this country. That should be our goal. And the best policy for doing that uh, is the expanded child tax credit that we implemented as part of the American Rescue Plan. And we need to fight to make sure that it is put back in place. And that's what every single one of us is committed to do now with the history and the knowledge that it actually worked the way we all said it would. And with that, let me uh, turn it over to my colleague, Sherrod Brown, who is working on the child tax credit long before I was ever in the Senate and working on – full refundability as well he's been an incredible partner and I think in a state like Ohio where you're working not just for Democrats but for Republicans and Democrats and independents you know he knows that this is this is a a, a benefit that was important to people notwithstanding what political party they're in but just because they're working people in this country and with that let me turn it to Sharon. Thanks, my thanks.
1: Michael thanks and uh, good to see you and Susan you. thank you for the work you're doing and and uh, Corey and Rosa has been doing this longer than anybody on this stage and uh, except for one guy longer than anybody in this in this room. And uh, I mean, think it, it really is. It's obvious. It's simple what this can do. And think about, you know, think about a family and think about a, a single parent in Toledo with two children, one of them one of them nine years old, one of them five years old, wants to go back to work, but she can't afford childcare. This was $550 a month for her starting last year, or starting a year and a half ago to get that money in her pocket so she could go back to work, which she wants to do. She would have childcare. She'd maybe even be able to buy some clothes, take their child to a movie, all the kinds of things this would do. It means that, that the poorest women, the poorest men, don't have to think about, make the choice, do I feed my child or pay my rent? because i'm getting these i'm getting this check uh, three kids uh, young teens getting nine hundred dollars a month making all the difference for a family in Dayton or a family in Youngstown uh, so they can move forward with dignity and honor the dignity of work and honor the dignity of their children uh, makes all the difference in the world uh, and uh, these are this you know what 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 we are able to do with What we were able to do back two years ago, what Michael said about how how fast this happened, this bill passed in March. I remember sitting on the Senate floor, uh, best day of my career when I knew we were about to vote. And we passed it by one vote twice. We passed it by one vote. Um, That was in March. The president signed it by July. Uh, Money checks went out in my state to the families of 2 million children 2 million to families of 2 million children in Ohio benefited enough food to eat occasionally be able to go good to, to go out and get something to eat for a family paying for child care paying for school clothes paying for school supplies this time of year all the things that this little bit of help from the federal government can do to change lives. So this is really obvious. It's really simple. Uh, we did it two years ago. Uh, we hope that Republicans join us this year in getting it done because it reaches across, as Michael said, it reaches across all party <laughs> lines. This is 2 million kids in my state. This is 60 million kids in the country. There's just no reason we should move forward to help those families and help those children. Um, My pleasure to introduce Susan who's been a real warrior in this. Susan, go for it. Thank you.
3: Thanks everyone. It's great to be here. Thanks to our Senators, of course, my incredible colleague uh, Rosa DeLauro, who has been a stalwart. Um, I uh, and and such a vocal champion for for children and families. Um, I'm the data geek of the CTC six, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. and um, actually one of the things I love about the expanded child tax credit is we have tons of data to show how what an incredibly effective program it is. Uh, maybe more data than we've had on a lot of other programs, and the impact of this historic policy really is indisputable, um, because the data speaks for itself. Nearly 4 million children were lifted out of poverty in just a few short months, and childhood poverty was cut in half. And that's in part because the expanded child tax credit went to the families that needed it most thanks to full refundability, which is critical. Millions of parents were given a little more breathing room because of those monthly payments. Their bills were coming in. They were able to meet those needs as they came up. Um, And I think we know, know parents across the country, as a parent, we want to do everything we can to help our kids, and when hardworking families have more stability and room to succeed, our economy is stronger and more resilient. And our kids do better. Um, I've heard so many stories. You've heard some already of how the expanded child tax credit supported families when they needed it, from helping them keep a roof over their heads, to buying basketball shoes so a child could play on his school team, to allowing parents to spend a little bit more time with their kids. This is the economic vision that Democrats stand for, one that is centered around a strong and growing middle class. And we saw from yesterday's census data that childhood poverty more than doubled in a year since Republicans allowed this policy to expire. Addressing childhood poverty should be a bipartisan issue. Republicans have supported expanding the child tax credit in the past. They should want to, again, the data is really clear on the impact. Um, And, 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 that's what we should be talking about. We should be talking about what we can do for our communities. Um, I serve on the Ways and Means Committee, and you know, many times the excuse I hear for not supporting policy is that the expanded child tax credit is too expensive. Um, that's incredibly short-sighted because there is a cost to doing nothing. Childhood poverty costs us over a trillion dollars a year in lost productivity, in worse health and economic outcomes, and makes it more challenging for our kids. What That that means that more demand and also means that there's more demand for other government programs. Um, And instead, we have an opportunity to put kids on a better path from an early age. So there's a bipartisan path forward. There should be if Republicans are willing to walk it with us. Unfortunately, um, they have been focused on economic policies that favor the wealthy and the well-connected. hard-working families look at this and they see that approach for what it is that it's unfair and unjust we're going to keep fighting until we bring back the expanded child tax credit we know it works and we need to make it permanent and with that i want to hand it over to another champion for children for working families senator cory booker
4: so it's incredible to be here for me every time i stand uh with the crew behind me i feel grateful uh to join someone like Rosa who's been at this uh, for as long as I can remember before I even got into public life. And on my side, my captain, Sherrod Brown, uh, to allow me when I came here 10 years ago to be a part of this was uh, extraordinarily hopeful for me. And that hope was delivered upon, as was said in in some detail, uh, when we got the final expansion of the child tax credit. And as was said earlier, it proved something we have now proved something pretty phenomenal and at the same time uh, pretty obscene. And what we've proved is that poverty for children in America is not some accident, it's a policy choice. This moral obscenity of the richest nation in the world having the highest poverty rates is not an accident. It's not destiny, it's not inevitability. It is people in this institution making a policy choice. And what makes it more offensive, what makes it violence to our virtues, is that it is a self-inflicted wound, costing us a trillion dollars to our economy. Children who grow up below the poverty line have higher health care costs, have worse performance in schools, have lower productivity, and often have higher rates of criminality. We would rather complain about problems on the back end, like healthcare costs, disease rates, violence in our neighborhoods, than make a conscious policy choice that saves our economy money, that expands opportunity, that creates GDP growth. And so I, I don't know this for sure, but I think I'm the only person up here that for the last 25 years has lived in a low-income black and brown community. And, and, and the data that my, my team put in front of me It could sound just like numbers. Five million children right now would be out of poverty if we kept this pro. Five million children. Well, let me tell you about kids I know. I've seen how people get evicted over a few hundred dollars. A mom with two young kids, lucky enough to get into a school, but now has to move school, take their child out midway through a school year. And the only penny she could scrape together gets a substandard apartment. She didn't know it had lead paint in it. She didn't know it had mold in it, and now she's struggling with health problems for herself and her children, and her children now, having been pulled from school to school, are doing worse, and they're in communities where they're more likely to be victims of violence, and the stress and the strain, it's literally changing the development of their brains. Who are we as a nation where this is a story repeated millions of times of struggling moms, Struggling families who want the promise of the American dream that anyone born anywhere can have a shot and we just took it away because we prioritize in this country things that have so far less of a return, not to mention the moral madness of this failure of Congress to to expand the child tax credit, not to mention all those families without children in poverty who are still finding it harder to make ends meet, who still find themselves with more months at the end of their money than money at the end of their month. This is a defining moment of the character of our country. And while we have proved that policy can make a difference, we have failed to do what this country should do, be who we say we are, a nation where everyone has a shot, everyone can make their dream come true. Questions? Go for it. Jonathan Solant from Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Uh, I've been covering this from the
0: beginning uh, with the same the thing with the, the Gang of Six. And you talk about what's different, anything different, or how do you get this through finally after these years of pushing for this program? I, we'll all address that. It, it's, it, the, the fact of the matter is, there were the naysayers at the outset. It was tough getting this through. They said we couldn't do it on a monthly basis, that people were not going to go to work, that people were going to dog it. There was some who said that people were going to buy drugs with it, and that was a reason not to vote for it. Well, it's all been disproved. We know it's been disproved. There is data, and we didn't make it up. We don't come here and say just, we, we created it out of whole cloth. You have a Columbia University, you have scholars, you have economists who are saying that this worked it lifted half of our kids out of poverty in this country and as a result of pulling back we see five million kids thrown back into poverty now i don't know what more people need to demonstrate that there's a federal program who set out its mission it accomplished its mission and now we say the hell with it then who are we, it's been pointed out? Who are we as a nation? We believe we can end child poverty. We have the means to be able to do it. That should be strength to get it through. And just, I just I just heard today before I came over that Senator Wyden said there would be no tax package at the end of the year unless there were a child tax credit. And maybe that's the the... the the way that you have to proceed, rather than somebody grasping onto what has been a a program that has done what it said it was going to do and has made a difference. Go ahead. I have a question for Senator Booker. So I I understand that Republicans are opposed to the expanded child tax credit, and then you call the demise of the program a moral obscenity.
4: I'm wondering if if you blame Senator Manchin in any way for the demise of the program that contributed to the last year's spike in child poverty. It's so easy to go right into the politics of the personal on something like this, as opposed to all of us taking responsibility for the demise of this program. I, they're, they're heroic work by the Biden administration, by the people behind me who are some of the uh, best people I've had the privilege of working with in my life. But this is the trap of American politics. We want to vilify an individual when we don't realize that all the other movements that help neighborhoods like the one I live in, like the civil rights movement, We didn't get the 1964 Civil Rights Act because Strom Thurmond came to the Senate floor and said, I've seen the light. Let's give those Negro people some rights. It happened because people, black, white, Christian, Jewish, Latino, Muslim, marched in the streets and demanded the change. And so uh, so I'm not going to vilify one individual. We, We are at a point in our country where we're at a crossroads, where people are becoming cynical about the American dream. There's a nihilism growing in our country. And I'm telling you, when you see other nations that have better pathways, literally more, more ch- of a chance of getting out of the bottom quintile into the second or third quintile than this country, they're out Americaning us. And so I, I'm, I'm going to fight like hell. It wasn't of, of the people who voted against this, it could have been any of them, and appeal to the con- their conscience. But more importantly, I'm saying this not so people can point at Congress. All of us have a responsibility to begin to center this program as one of the most important tax law, parts of our tax law we can have. We have a tax system that is overwhelmingly rigged for people at the largest earning quintile of our country. Things like carried interest, things I'll defend, the mortgage interest deduction, I'll defend that but that overwhelmingly goes to wealthier Americans. What we've been saying from the start is, let's make sure that there is a foundation for every child in America, and for anyone raising a child, 90% of the people in Colorado, about 84, 85% of the people in New Jersey, (laughs) let's show them anybody, when we bring a child into this world, we say we're prioritizing that child's pathway to success.
0: Yes, go ahead. So two-part question, philosophical and practical.
3: Um, On the philosophical side, you say it's moral injury. um, But fundamentally, there are usually Republicans that believe that there should be work requirements and that uh, government shouldn't be this involved in everyday life. So how do you overcome that philosophical difference and then second on the practical side you did say at the end of last year that you wanted to exchange child tax credit in return for extending the R&D credit. So what's changed this year that that could actually happen?
2: So I'd say on the fir- on this first part of your question I know you know this because you've covered this for so long. We we held a hearing in the Finance Committee the subcommittee that I chair the tax taxation committee that very clearly showed out showed what the data was on, on people who received the child tax credit. And there are millions and millions of people that are being excluded, children that are being excluded whose families are working, you know, or whose families are being run by grandparents or whose families worked last year but haven't worked this year. And, this, and, it's, and it's roughly on the order of 95%, I think. And so in my view, you know, uh, the way I look at this is, uh, first of all, Almost everybody is working, and I know that personally because of having been the superintendent of the Denver Public Schools, the people that I work for were working two and three jobs, but no matter what they did, they couldn't lift their kids out of poverty. The issue is not that they, people won't work, they are working. The issue is they're not being compensated enough to be able to get their kids in the middle class or give their kids a stable home, and that's what we're fighting for. But my second point is, even if there's a tiny number of people, you know, who because of full refundability uh, didn't did, yeah, didn't have a family who worked in the last six months or something like that, the benefits to America are extraordinary. You know, the idea that the richest country in the world wouldn't want to end childhood poverty for its own sake defies my imagination. I do not understand it for all the reasons that Corey said that have to do with health health outcomes, education outcomes, you know, getting shunted into our prison system, you know, the, the benefits to us are huge. And I think that the data that we're looking at now all reflects what I'm saying. And I hope more people are going to continue to believe that's true on both sides of the aisle, because there are clearly libertarian think tanks and others who are, agree with what I just said. Second thing is, I just think we have a real opportunity now because people know that this group of people is not going to support uh, tax benefits for uh, corporations or for the wealthiest people in this country if we don't advance the child tax credit in a meaningful way. That hasn't historically been the case. When, When I talked earlier about those tax cuts that were going through in the middle of the night, that was before there were people that were standing up and saying, we're going to fight for this, not just, by the way, not just for this but also for a tax code that's not riddled with the kind of inequities this tax code is, is riddled with and for one that actually supports the working people in, the, in this country.
3: Can I, can I, I just wanted to add something on, um, you brought up R&D and you know, we want to have a conversation with folks about how we can move policy. But let's speak we, we want to move policy that works. And we know when we talk about the child tax credit, two things that have been critical to it working, refundability, making sure we're getting to folks who need it the most. And those monthly checks made a huge difference. So when we talk about the data, what works, let's make sure when we talk about that policy, we're putting policy in place that um, has the impact that we're talking about. And, um, And there should be a bipartisan path if folks would come to the table. But um, unfortunately, that's been a challenge. Yes. Go ahead. So as has been mentioned, Republicans don't support the full scope and scale of the 2021 expansion. This fall, if those negotiations are able to happen, is there a certain piece of that expansion that you view as the priority to dial up and expand as soon as possible?
0: Let me just speak on my own behalf here. I will just go back to what I said at the outset. The people on this stage have been serving in the Congress for a number of years. I don't know collectively what a billion. that number is. <laughs> a dozen years. We've been here a long time. The fact is that we have witnessed a lot of federal programs. Many that we have supported, some that we maybe have not supported. But we have never seen a federal program succeed as constructed as we have. Yes. And in its goals and, its, and a monthly payment and the numbers that are involved, we have not seen a program work and carry out the mission it was intended to carry out. Why do we have to sit back and say, Let's change it. Let's settle for something that maybe will not work as well and settle for less. Do we do that with a number of the other programs that we deal with? We can go through every department and take a look at federal programs. And I'll put the child tax credit up against any other federal program in terms of its success. And you know, what is success? Lifting kids out of poverty in the United States of America. It's not a sop to some group. It is, you know, I I just say this today, when you ask people how they're doing economically, they're in trouble. People today live paycheck to paycheck which is why they say the economy isn't working for them. They get a $400 bill, they can't do it, okay? Cost of living for middle-class families, working families, vulnerable families, hasn't moved in the last several years. Folks at the top have done well. They're hurting. And the child tax credit made it possible for them to be able to get ahead somewhat. And now, so we pull it back. This piece of legislation ought to be a flagship for both parties in terms of what it can do for the economy of this country and allowing people to get on their feet, be able to take care of themselves and their families, and have economic security in this United States. Amen.
2: All right, thanks everybody. Thank you, thank you
0: thanks for being with us on this special edition of the invisible americans podcast please follow us on social media our youtube channel our blog posts on medium we will see you the next time